Pulp MX Network production. It's the Pulp MX Fantasy Motocross and Supercross Show presented by Pro Taper. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast Show. Round one of the outdoors is gone and 11 more to go. No drop rounds, everybody. So we are rolling along each and every week. Your scores count. Some big scores this week, which usually happen in the beginning of the outdoors when uh, some guys make some noise and have some big handicaps. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about how we did at Glen Helen. Uh, who we picked, who we didn't, who we wish we picked, who we're mad at, and also to look ahead to Glen Helen this weekend and uh, pick our, our favorites there. Josh Grant, a Glen Helen fantasy favorite, not racing, folks, but uh, he would definitely be on the list if you were to uh, check it out. Uh, PulpMXFantasy.com. You can join uh, now. It's not too late if you want to play weekly and win the prizes uh, from our folks at ProTaper 100%, uh, and also to Michelin and BTO and much, much. Much, many uh, good prizes. Uh, much, many. That makes a lot of sense. Many good prizes out there for you to win weekly. And, of course, the season-long people, you guys are deep in it, and we thank you for that. Uh, ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Uh, Zach Osborne winning Hangtown using ProTaper products. Uh, Geico Honda, Jeremy Martin getting second using uh, ProTaper products. The Rockstar Energy Husky team, the JGR guys, the Geico Honda guys, all running ProTaper uh, drive and control components, the Fusion Bar, the one-third waffle grip, twister throttle tube, ProTaper Sport, the clamp-on grips as well, all available at ProTaper.com. We want to thank those guys for coming on board, whether it's Bradshaw back in the day or Anderson now. ProTaper can be trusted to provide products that continue to set the industry benchmark for others to follow. 100% lead pipe lock of the week. We are going to give you that uh, on our show right here. 100% goggles, the global leader in MX goggles, now offers a full range of superior sunglasses. The absolute pinnacle of premium design in Cali, frames handcrafted in Italy, lenses manufactured in France. If you go to ride100percent.com, you can see the latest from the folks at 100%. Use code PULP18 at checkout to save 25% on all casual apparel and accessories. So you get to save by listening to this show. Pulp 18 saves you on casual apparel and accessories from the folks at 100%. And Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, uh, Zach Osborne, just some of the guys that rely on Fly each and every weekend out there. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. The uh, They made their name in helmets back in the day, and they continue to kill it with helmets. The F2 uh, Carbon with MIPS is a fantastic uh, product. Please check it out. And we want to thank the folks at Kawasaki. We're giving away three bikes this year. And uh, really, uh, thank you you uh kawasaki to uh, green with envy make your competition green with envy all right let's get uh talk more about uh our glenn helen results and who or our hangtown results and who we're picking for glenn helen i'm steve mathis with me on the line from uh, get and athena dan truman what's up dan how are you uh i'm good i didn't win any of them awesome prizes i'll tell you that uh while you keep picking first lap leaders dan you're gonna go down in flames uh. I had such a good 450 team. I can't wait to talk about how great I was there and how <laughs> bad I was at the other thing. Uh, also on the line from ProTaper, ProTaper.com, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, Steve. What's up, boys? I'm good. Um, how, well, we'll talk about how your, uh, your deal was coming uh, at, uh, at, at, uh, at Hangtown, Paul. Um, and uh, also, too, on the line from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? 
I'm all right. I'm all right. I've had a better opening weekend, but I, I'm in a I'm in an okay place. Like I feel like something to work with. Uh, I'm in a weekend work with speed type deal. Yeah, yeah. And 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 JT, you're you're upset that I did not roll over our bet from Supercross onto you. And uh, uh, I'm glad I didn't because you started strong. You, you know, you didn't you didn't kill it like you said, but uh, you know your early Supercross rounds were so bad. That's that's why I took that bet. And uh, fifty dollars still coming my way. By the way, JT. That's that's correct. Um, so I did, uh, but we all actually did all right. Dan, you did the worst. We'll get to that. But we all did all right. Uh, I scored five hundred and twenty-three points overall, rank six twenty-six. JT, how would you score? Five seventeen. Uh, but I picked the first lap leader, so I should have had five thirty-two. So, which is a pretty decent day. But um, yeah, it's going to go down as a five seventeen, which I'll I can deal with. These these uh, rankings are a little bit irrelevant on the first weekend because if you gained an extra 10 or 20 points, you jump up hundreds of spots. Yeah. So you got to keep it all in perspective on the first weekend. Uh, Paul, what would you, you score? Pretty good, pretty good. I went 568 nice. for a 102 overall ranking. So um, a good opener, a good opening weekend for me, something to build off of as these writers would say. Uh, Super solid, yes. yeah. Uh, Paul, opening round scores are high normally, correct? Yeah, not everybody. That's really not everybody. That's, <laughs> yes, Dan, we'll get to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's really just the nature of the game, you know. Like we, I, I thought we did pretty good, honestly. And I, I, I try, I try not to never pat myself on the back, but it was, it was really tough to get these handicaps, not knowing much at the first round. So when yeah. we were picking teams, um, I thought the choices were tough, you know. So we, we did pretty good considering where people qualified and how the handicaps were. So, but, um, but yeah, there's always going to be those guys that really outperform, like Jake Masterpool and. And March Banks, but um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Or they'll be higher at the first one, and they're going to be a lot lower probably here at Clinton. Uh, and Dan, how did you score? What about people that underperform? What can we talk about them? What'd I scored four. That's why I came to you. I actually, uh, I actually had the same score as JT. I would have gotten. I mean, I had both first lap leaders wrong. Um, my 450 team was amazing. Uh, my 250 team crashed on the new fly section and ended his day with two DNFs. So I'd want to blame JT for putting those poles there. Yeah, 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 absolutely, JT. JT and fly racing. Yeah, you know, I, w- I was there. I built the track. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was overwatered or underwatered. Please blame me for that, too. Um, we got rid of pick trends, and I got a couple of angry texts from friends that are like, damn you, pick trends are gone. Um, but uh, just something to make it a little harder. No drop rounds, no pick trends, JT. Uh, just a little harder for people. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this is supposed to be tough. You know, people are, if you're in the championship league, you paid hard-earned money. We have serious prizes. You know, we're giving away motorcycles and all kinds of prize packages. So it's not supposed to be, you know, um, kindergarten class here. Like, this is, this is, you know, you're supposed to be paying attention. And we got rid of the drop round because we, like, you know, like Paul has been preaching this whole time, this is supposed to be difficult. <laughs> well, no. I got a few. I got a few emails though of people that were really happy that the pick trend was gone. Uh, they felt that they, you know, print lap times out and they put an effort in on Saturday, and they felt like some people who forgot to put their picks in would just go look at the pick trend and and just click on you know the top picks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see it both ways, but I think for us, I think uh, the people that are going for the bike and stuff, they appreciate it, sure. uh, and we do show the pick. We do show the pick trends after the lockout or after the results. The results, yeah. So you can go back and see. I think it's I think it's for the better. Um all right, let's get into it. Uh so two fifty class at Hangtown. I had a good team. Uh Garrett Marchbanks, 
He was the number one scorer with 90 points, and he was the rookie pro circuit kid. 44% pick trend. A lot of you were on the Garrett Marchbanks, Garrett Marchbanks program. Uh, 90 points. The kid killed it. Uh, next highest was Ryan Surratt at 74. And then my two guys were the next two. Uh, Enzo Lopes, JGR Suzuki, handicapped 10. I picked him. He scored 72. Nice job. Uh, Justin Cooper made his return from injury, and he was getting a lot of buzz and qualified well. I picked him as well, 68 points. Uh, so I was pretty – I was seven uh, – Six points off a perfect score uh, for those three guys. Uh, and then my all-star, though, was Amart. I went because he was a three. I thought Zach Osborne and, uh, and J-Mart would do pretty well, but I wanted to give myself a bit of a cushion with, with, with Amart. And uh, he came through in the second moto, but only 43, so seven points short of uh, a maxing out for an all-star. And uh, so basically with those seven points, I was 13 points back of a perfect 250 team, Dan. And so you and I split our... our our good team, bad team. I was good two fifty. You were you were uh, bad two fifty. Yeah, you you give me your two fifty. I'm taking home a, a yeah. Villapoto jersey for the yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Surratt. So like I said, Surratt was only a three percent pick trend, and he was the second highest score. People, so please take a look at that um, um, when you can. Uh, that's kind of things that that get you through. Like go back at Glen Helen this weekend. Go look at Hangtown results. Look at handicaps. Look at where the guys actually finished and, and their pick trends. And uh, Gustavo D'Souza. 1% pick trend, and he was 68, tied with Cooper. So, again, these are the guys that pay off uh, when you go outdoors. Uh, okay, so that was my 250 team. Killed it on that. Did really well. Uh, my 450 team, not as as well. Uh, Jake Masterpool was the number one pick. 100 points. He maxed out everybody. 26% pick trend. Uh, congrats to you people who did it. Uh, Dylan Merriam. Uh, 90 points, uh, only 10 off, and only 4% of you picked them. Uh, my next, my guy, though, uh, Brandon Leith. I picked them, 86 points, uh, so very well. Uh, JT, I was going to pick uh, your guy, Austin Koba, the guy that we mm-hmm. said you fell in love with all the time, your buddy, uh, for fantasy purposes, of course. And I texted Koba and was putting heat on him, and he told me to not pick him, pick Leith. So Koba deserves the credit for me picking Brandon Leith. Uh, so I picked Brandon Leith, 86 points. Good job for him. Uh, I picked Ben LeMay. He was, uh, I was pumping him up last, uh, last week on the podcast and 66 points. Look, it's not great. I, somebody tweeted me and said, thanks a lot for that. 66 is okay. It's not a terrible pick. So, uh, not at all. I'll I, share some terrible picks here in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like this guy was all mad. I'm like, dude, take the 66 and be happy. Uh, my next guy was my all-star was Marvin, uh, 50 points for Marv. He will be my all-star, I think, every other week because I think he'll just be so solid uh, every week. So 50 points for him. And my next guy was Bradley Leonette, 48 points for Bradley. Now, I would normally be upset at him, but both motos, he was like 37th or 39th or something early on. I don't know what happened, but either bad starts or crashes. And you know what? He never kept trying. He picked guys off late in the race. He got me into the into the double points and and I can't. Forty eight points is not cool, uh, uh, Leonette. But I can't be mad at your effort. You look like you rode hard all moto and gave it all you can. One percent pick trend for Leonette. So I guess I guess I was probably one of the only guys to pick him. You know, but um, he qualified. Let me pull this up real quick. Uh, he's he's a, he's one of those guys that falls under the radar. He qualified twenty second. I thought that was all right to go with an only 1% pick trend for, for Bradley. Uh, we'll go next to you, JT. Who'd you pick? 
So my 250 team uh, was it was okay. Uh, I had Jeremy Martin. He maxed out. You know, we kind of knew that going in. I felt like he or, he or Zach were both great picks, and I just felt like with one more in the handicap column that I would go with J Martin and pad my cushion a little bit. Uh, March Banks. You know, I feel like most of the legit contenders of this game had March Banks. I just feel like he kind of, after practice and the way he looked and everything, he he was a pretty solid pick for most people. Enzo Lopes, I was a little less sure on, but uh, just the things I'd heard, and I watched him a little bit in practice, and he looked comfortable, which I I was really confident in his fitness just from, you know, Paul mentioning that and other people. I just wanted to see if he looked comfortable in practice and was uh, kind of adapting quickly to the pace and the people around him, or he, did he have that you know deer in headlights look? And I thought he looked pretty good, so I went with him. Qualified eleventh. I, I mean that. I mean you know. I yeah, no, he, yeah. he looked good. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you can usually tell where people are at. You know, like uh, Justin Cooper was a guy that I didn't pick, but he was on my final list because of you know in practice he was going to the front. Like he was trying to lead practice, which is is telling for these guys. Uh, if you want to be in the front in practice, you have a lot of confidence and you're feeling good. That's just a, a really subconscious thing that I, I follow a lot. Um, where I really screwed up was I picked Cody Williams. And I've picked Cody Williams several times in the past. Um, you know, he's a guy, he has a national number, he's raced several nationals. And last year he was getting 20th, 19, 22 as his overalls. Um, and he, pretty consistently, and I know he doesn't DNF a lot, and I just felt like with the way the field was, he would probably come in somewhere between 17 and 22, both motos, and that would be decent points. And I knew on top of that, my favorite part of it was that most people wouldn't pick him. That, that was what I was really most excited about. He did just that, except for the last uh, the last lap of the first moto, he went from 22nd to 28th, which was fantastic. <laughs> really made me happy. I don't think, it, I don't think that was fantastic. I don't think that was. I think you're being uh, sarcastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was. Uh, if he would have came by, he, he crashed after he passed me, or I would have hit him with a rock. That's how mad I was, because uh, I was trackside. Um, then the second moto, he was cruising around in about 20th the whole race. And the last two to three laps, he fell apart. I mean, fell apart and barely held on to 25th at the end. I, he, if there would have been anywhere near anyone near him, he wouldn't have gotten 25th. But luckily, there were just everyone behind him was even more dead than he was. Um, but, yeah, it hurt me. I only got 30 points on the day. I mean, that was pretty painful uh, when I could have went with Justin Cooper or somebody that I was a little more sure of and killed it. So that hurt. Yep. My 450 team, uh, Marvin, just like you said, solid. I'll be going back to the well on him pretty often. Um, I had Brandon Leith, who I've picked several times in the past, both in Supercross and Outdoors. He's he's a staple for me. 86 points, super solid. Uh, Brandon Scherer, who has been, man, he's been hit and miss. But last summer, he kind of broke out. Um, I think he got 12th overall at Southwick. Um, the last couple of races he did, he did pretty poorly, but um, I watched him. He looked pretty confident in practice, was running up near the front in his unseated practice, uh, and he pulled it out, 70 points. Um, I had Dare DiMartil, who was a local guy uh, up in that area. He ra- races off-road stuff, and uh, I had spoken to some local people uh, yeah, who are you talking, at the race. Who, who are you were, talking to about him? Like, What's going on? How are you picking him? Yeah, I, I just asked around, and uh, he's I just got the scoop on him. Local guy, races off-road, should be really in shape. Um, so that was enough for me. 
Uh, 84 points, super, super solid. I was happy with that, obviously, especially not knowing a lot about him. Um, so, yeah, I had a really solid 450 team, but my mistake in that class, which, you know, I made a mistake in the 250 with Williams, but my mistake in the 450 was I picked Eli Tomac as a first lap leader. And as Dan reminded me during the day, Eli Tomac has no clue what he's doing when it comes to dirt starts. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, and, uh, well, I was going to bring up a rider in particular, but I think one of the guys left picked him. Uh, Dan, who'd you pick? Man, it was rough. Um, all right, so for 250s, fastest qualifier. He's got the best bike out there. I'm like, Joey Sabacci. He's went 1-1 here before. Mm-hmm. Fastest qualifier. Almost both practices, I think, Zach or, or Jeremy might have nailed him at the end. He was not good. He was not good throughout the day. So he got me 34 points. That's not enough for an all-star. That's not enough in this game. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty upset about that. And then uh, my other picks were pretty good. I went with March Banks, which, like JT uh, spoke about, I think most of us that are competitive did. I went with Enzo Lopes just for the fact that he's JGR, and I kind of know what his times have been compared to Phil and the other guys, and I felt that was good enough. Um, And then my other 250 guy, he got zero in both motos. Uh, that was Hayden Melross. He was he had uh, a big crash. I was excited for Hayden on the on last week. <clears throat> yeah, I texted Timmy. Uh, Timmy made the trip from Florida to California. It's a long trip for Timmy to make that trip. I was very surprised to see him at an outdoor national. Yep. And he said Hayden's good. He's in shape. He's riding good. He said at worst thirteenth, twelve, twelve, thirteenth today. I'm like, hey, I'll take that. He's an eight. I'll take that. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. he was he was fourteenth in, in the moto when he crashed. Uh, so, I mean, Timmy wasn't that far off, but hey, for all you guys, he's racing Glen Helen. Uh, he's a higher handicap. Have fun with it. He, uh, he was 15, percent 15% pick trend to get zero points. That's, that's rough. Yeah, it was, it was tough. I, one of those things off, I think it was just bad luck. He, he kind of came out of a rut and, and, uh, got cross-rutted and just, Jumped off the track and, and landed in the big I, hole. Uh, I saw JT <laughs> building that rut. I saw JT with a shovel <laughs> yeah. building that rut. Yeah, so it was one of those things. It was kind of kind of bad luck, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's that's where you guys can make up points though and pick him this week. Who was I your first lap leader in two fifties? First lap leader was Joey. Yeah, oh, one, one here before. Oh, you know, he's on. I feel maybe the best bike out there, and yeah, it just uh, he did not get the whole shot. Another cow. He did lead the first lap. Forkner. I didn't pick him. Um, or maybe maybe Forkner got passed. But, yeah, either way, it wasn't good. And then I had Christian Craig all day to lead the first lap. I know JT wrote about it in his articles. And then I looked at the first lap, and I'm like, it's a really long first lap. Yep. I'm like, maybe Eli starts third. I still think he's at the lead by the end of the lap. And uh, Eli started, like, 13th. So, uh, yeah, I changed it to Eli from Craig at the last minute, and that bit me. So I was a little bummed on that. All right. And four fifties. I did have uh, I did have Master Pool. I had Master Pool, Leaf, and Nicoletti. So I had a really good four fifty team. Um, um, you four percent people who picked Miriam, you should be very lucky. He cut the track in Sakamoto. <laughs> he should have been disqualified. Stop it! <laughs> how, how bad did he Badly. cut it? I know you guys were talking on our group text. How bad was it? I'll send you the I'll send you the photo of it. It's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> he, he pop he pops out in fourth behind behind like Barsha Anderson and uh, and, and Phil. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, you guys are very lucky, you people that had Marion. 
Uh, and then why the Master- AMA doesn't care about these guys. That's all. Yeah, they really don't, <laughs> right? Um, all right, we'll save the best point score for last. Paul, who'd you have? Yeah, so pretty solid weekend. Um, I did go March Banks, as you guys talked about, for 90 points, so that was awesome. Um, Enzo Lopes was pretty much on my team all day. I really, really believed in his fitness. I think I echoed that quite a bit. Um, but I was still kind of being talked off of him by our some people in our little group. You know, he's a rookie, he's this, he's that. But I just I really believed in his fitness, so he really showed up and did well. Um, and then the other guy on my team pretty much the whole day was Justin Cooper, but um, I was just worried. Like, he was a two. I, I, I believed in all the preseason stuff. He did score 68 points, but um, in the end, I did not pick him. I ended up picking Brandon Hartraft. Um, and I was on the fence between Mel Ross and Hartraft, and I talked to a couple friends and um, ended up going Hartraft. And, and, and honestly, I, I, I did it again because I believed in his fitness, not so much in his speed. So I was putting a lot of my eggs in the, ba- in, in, in the fitness basket this weekend. Um, where I left some points on the table was uh, the same all-star Dan pick, Joey Savacci. Um, I mean, I really – I want to believe in him more than what his results are showing as of late, but uh, he really doesn't seem to be the same guy he was in 2016. You know, he, he was he had speed in both practices. He's a good starter. Those are all the reasons why I picked him, and um, just didn't really perform up to his uh, up to his potential. So left some points on the table there. Um, and then going into 450, I had Jake Masterpool. Um, I don't know a ton about him, but he qualified well, and, and I know he's in shape and rides a lot, and he's tough. He's done good at the toughest amateur races like Loretta Lynn's, um, so I thought he would be good, and, and he got 100, so was killer. Uh, I was part of the 4% pick trend of Brandon Leith. Um I picked him last year at Hangtown, and he crushed it for me. He just always – I mm-hmm. think that guy's goal is to get points, you know, to, to try to get a number. He's number 388, and he doesn't seem to be, do as well in Supercross, so um, – Stoked to get 86 out of him, and then after that it was a it was a battle. That I I was I was thinking Nicoletti the whole time, and I don't know why I didn't. And then you know how there's phrases in your life that you hold on to and you always listen to when you're coming to decisions in life. You know, like my first professor in college, he told me to bite my tongue until I, until it bleeds. Well, years ago, Dan Truman told me you can't win this thing by being a pussy. So. I went with Brandon Scher, who's a 15. I sponsor him. Um, but uh, honestly, he qualified not that great, but I just believed in him at the end. Again, I went I went all fitness, and I think he passed four guys on the last lap of the first moto um, to get into 18th, and he ended up doing really good. So Nicoletti scored 80, and I scored 70 with Scher, so that was awesome. And then my, uh, my all-star for 450 was Marvin Muskin. So... Um, uh, and really, after playing the game, our style game now, because we've never played with All-Stars and Outdoors before, the All-Star is really important, especially two motos. And, you know, I left 16 points on the table with Savachi. I don't know why I didn't go J-Mart or Osborne. That's idiotic now that I think about it. But um, Yeah, don't you think, Paul, from here on out, you're just going to go J-Mart, Osborne, J-Mart, Osborne each, each, other, each other week? Yeah, like, honestly, until I see something that changes, like, I'm going Team Cortez at, at Glen Helen with uh, Tomac and, and J-Mart, and then I'm going Team Baker's Factory at the next race with uh, with uh, Osborne and, Mar- and Marvin. Like, yeah. I think that's what you got to do. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be – they look pretty good. And um, Jake Masterpool, I, I just – I didn't know enough about him. JT. He wasn't on my. He wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I saw his qualifying time, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know anything about this kid. But good job for him. Yeah, I, 
maybe we knew a little bit more. I don't know, but I know that he had zero pressure from his family. Like they, they're there to have. A, I mean, they want to do good, but yeah, they're not like he wasn't there. Like you got to get top fifteen to get a ride. They were just like kind of having fun. They were parked in the back. They had their motor home. And like Paul said, we I know he's in shape. He does better at the amateur races that are a lot longer. I know he trains hard. So for me, after the top 11 in that class, I didn't think he could beat Chiz and those guys, but I, I kind of put him in that next tier. So I was hoping for like a 17-17. A I mean, he did better than that, but I really felt like he could get 70 to 80 points. I mean, he, he overachieved that. But yeah. for me, I felt like I, maybe I knew a little bit more about him, though. Uh, Chase Falong got 58 points. Nobody picked him in 250s. Chase for long. Andy Cabot, I mean, that's why, yeah. that's why I think the pick trend being away, though, it helps. Like, um, I thought Merriam was a good pick um, all, all day, but if you look, he was only a 4% pick trend. I think that if he was on the pick trend list, he would have climbed a little bit more, but nobody knew enough about him, you know, going into, into the race. Well, I, so I wanted him. I, I just wanted him at Glen Helen. I was saving him for Glen <laughs> Helen, and that worked out real I, well. <laughs> yeah, I picked him I at Glen Helen last year. He got zero JT because he's he does very well at Glen Helen typically. So, um, well, all right, let's uh, let's get into uh, some picks for Glen Helen. Speaking of that, this weekend uh, we'll get into that. We got uh, Alex Ray making his debut. There'll, there'll be some SoCal locals that maybe um, we're missing. Uh, please check the lists. On Saturday, because there's some entries that go on Friday, guys enter on Friday, so we don't have everybody on the list right now. Um, that's not our fault. Uh, they'll enter later on, and so please make sure you check it on Saturday. There'll be guys that we missed that may be pretty damn fast um, in terms of uh, SoCal locals. Glen Helen oftentimes runs into that. Uh, Pro Taper, Fly Racing, and 100% all on board with us, and thank the folks at Kawasaki, man. Uh, three bikes were given away, and uh, so lots, lots of things to win each week on Pulp Fan com. Let's get into it. So I haven't taken a look at these. You guys have. I'll start with you, Paul. Uh, give me give me a couple guys in 250s that you really like, including your 100% lead pipe lock of the week. Well, you know, when we were making these handicaps, I didn't think this would be a guy already here on a Wednesday that, we, that I'd be considering a, a lock, but um, he didn't finish at round one, but yet he almost got a podium in the first motor, and I think a good pick is going to be Austin Forkner at a zero. Um, I think, I don't know, I don't know the details of what happened. I'll, I mean, I, me and Dan were watching the race together, and we saw him kind of slow down and grab his back, and then there was a press release about a starting device and a rib, which I don't does, believe. Does anybody, yeah, does anybody think um, of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think we've all had start devices pop off, and that's what a crossbar pad's for, and it's like someone kind of like, uh, flicking you with a booger in the chest like it doesn't it's not going to pop a rib out um so i but i think he's going to be a good pick for glenn Howard. yeah he's, he's not an all-star so yeah um, yep. yeah so he's eligible for double points uh his first year racing nationals you know in 2016 i think he was near the podium at glenn helen so uh i think he could be be good he's obviously fine he was riding at paula yesterday doing some outrageous Sickest thing i've ever seen huge jump like that thing is I, i've ridden that track and that jump is nuts um, well, but uh, gotta go. Hundred percent lead pipe block of the week has got to be Forkner. I I kind of think it is. I mean, yeah. I, I, it, I, he looks good, so right. that's definitely someone on my radar. Um, another guy that's on my radar is Shane McElrath. He's also a zero, but uh, I don't know why he didn't have such a good hangtown. So that makes it a little scary. But he crashed on the start of the second yeah, moto. I think he, uh, he was dead last in the first turn. In the second moto, went down. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. So I, I think um, I think the TLD guys typically do fairly well at Glen Helen. They ride it a lot. Um, Troy Troy always comes out and has a big presence, a dealer presence there. So I think um, it's an important race for those guys to perform. So um, I'm looking at him as well, and then his teammate Sean, Sean Cantrell. I think he's possible too. Like he didn't do the best at at uh, Hangtown, but I think uh, I think he could do better at Glen Helen and his handicap went up a little bit at a seven. So um, those are three guys I'm looking at. Um, I also think Gustavo D'Souza is a possible. So he was only a 1% pick trend. And and again, to talk about the pick trends, I really love that they're removed because he's a guy I think that everyone on this call, we all know about. And there's a person in our group text that seems to pick him whenever he possibly can. Um, And he did it again at Hangtown and he got good points. So um, that's a guy that I'll look at, but he needs to, he needs to qualify somewhat decent for me to, me um, to pick him. But um, somebody he has big he has big bike issues though. I, I know JT had texted me about this after qualifying. His bike would not even run in the one qualifying session, and then JT texted me and said, "Is just whatever his name is is his bike working?" I was like, "I can't even find him in the pits." Like I was wandering <laughs> around the pits looking for him. I don't know. I was like, I told JT, I was like, I don't know, man. I, I think that's maybe why JT didn't pick him. We just didn't know about his bike. That that was my only concern with with him. Yeah, I so. I didn't have time to go to the starting line before the first moto, and I was it was like, well, do I pick a guy that I don't even know if he has a backup engine? Or do I just pick yeah. else? I just went elsewhere. Uh, you know, yeah. you know who I like uh, looking at these picks. Uh, Seventy-four points last week with an eighteen handicap, uh, and you guys adjusted it appropriately. But Ryan Surratt is only a fourteen, uh, or he is a fourteen. He's a local dude. I like Surratt still at a fourteen. Like, um, yeah. What do you think, JT? Yeah. Or anybody? Go ahead, Dan. Go, Dan. Yeah, I was just saying we didn't know anything about Surratt. That, that was his first outdoor national, so I mean, give him credit. He did, you know, he did pretty good. Uh, finished both motors strong. So for me, he was a rookie coming in that maybe people didn't think was a rookie because he's ridden Supercross before, but he never raced an outdoor national. But he did so, the uh, uh, he did the Canadian Nationals last summer and won yeah won a moto or two or something. So yeah, so. I think that for sure you could pick him out of fourteen. I think that's a, I think that's a great pick. Uh, for me, you guys are overlooking the the hundred percent lock of the week, though. Okay, it's, it's Justin oh, Hill. Here we go. Hold on. I know what he's going to say. Justin Hill. He's a six. Oh, but Dan. I mean, he went. What did he score last week? He needs to pull he, that he, lead pipe out of his ass before I'm going to pick him. Yeah, I don't, that's hardly a lead <laughs> pipe lock of the week. I don't. I disagree. He's podiumed Glen Helm before. He's good. He's pretty. That's good. like three, four years ago. <laughs> I don't know. When's the last time I, I like you got a podium in outdoors on an activity class. Uh, I don't know. Stat. Yeah, that's a stat for I'm, sure. I'm uh, not. I'm not G- saying he's podium. He's a six, guys. He's a six. Uh, listen, outside of Dan's bitterness, JT Hayden Melross, eleven thoughts. Uh, if he's healthy, he's. He's, yeah, kind of a no-brainer. But I don't know. I mean, his shoulder, he just dislocated his shoulder, so that's questionable at best. Um, that's that's what I wonder, Jade. Is it for sure confirmed that he dislocated his shoulder? Because I made no. that shoulder mistake already in Supercross. And Yeah, he, he said he did remember. He said, it, he said it did not dislocate, to be clear. It did not. It did not. Well, it did not dislocate. Race, I, I, don't, I don't know, but I... Um, I was told Peyton said he talked to him on Tuesday. It did not dislocate. 
but he did have a shoulder injury at Indy when we picked him, and then everyone thought it, and it did dislocate there, yeah. but he raced the next weekend. Um, so I, I really have no clue. His coach, Tim Ferry, told me he was fine, but I am not going off what Red Dog says. <laughs> right? Like, we no. all agree on that, right? Like, that's a, I feel like it's a bad source. <laughs> Red Dog he, works directly still, with him, but he's kind of clueless. Up. <laughs> he's so oblivious to what's going on. Like, I feel like he's a bad fantasy story. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I am not going off what Red Dog told me. Hey, I bet you Red Dog couldn't name the podium from the 250 class this weekend. 100%. That's the 100% led that's the 100% led by block of the week. It's Red Dog yeah. is clueless. That's the that's the block of the week. Um the lead pipe block of the week has to be Forkner everybody. He's not an all-star. He's a zero. He's fine. Um that's got to be your lock, lead pipe block of the week. I, I really think you could put Mathrath in that in that conversation though cuz uh, Forkner obviously is not hurt because of what we've seen yesterday. But uh McElrath crashed in the start and still came back to 11th, I believe, 10th or 11th in the second moto. So you got to assume if he doesn't crash in the start, he's fifth or sixth. So that's a lot of points. So I think you could, I think those two need to be on your team. Uh, as far as an all-star, uh, JT, go J-Mart or Osborne, whichever one you didn't pick, or if you didn't pick one of them, pick one of them. Yeah, I think Amar too. Amar won uh, t- here two years ago. Yep. Um, he's pretty solid. So I could see Amar being in the conversation, but I just don't know how you get past one of those two. Yeah. Like I don't, yep. Unless you just hate one of those guys and you picked the other one last weekend, I don't know how you don't pick one of those. Um, all right, for 250s, Dan, give me four guys. For me, I like McElrath and Forkner. And then uh, I'm going to take Zach Osborne this week. And I for my last guy... Uh, I, I still think I like Brandon Hartrap. Uh, he was an eight last week, and he's a six this week. He paid off both motos. I believe Paul had him. So I still think he pays off out of six. I still think he'd get a lot of points. JT, what about you? My four would be Osborne, uh, Forkner, um, possibly Gage Share, and probably DeSouza. But it's it's all subject to change, man. This this race is a little weird for me, and uh, the main reason is is that it's the local race for a lot of riders. Uh, so depending on when, as we update the rider list and and Saturday practice, that is all subject to change. Maybe more at this race than any other besides Southwick. Yeah, I agree. That's why I was saying beginning. Keep an eye on this. This one's yep. a little a little different. Um, a sneaky pick. A sneaky pick, and might be one of, and again, a guy that JT has gone to the well for for a little bit here, is uh, is Van Martin. He was 17 handicap at Hangtown. He got 54 points. And this week, you guys put him, uh, again, 17. 54 points is not amazing, but if he does a little better, he doesn't quit, as JT has told us over and over. Just keep I tell you, on. the only risky thing about him, Steve, okay. is that this this track is such a locals only it type is, deal. Yeah, yeah. And I've lived yep. it with this race, man. I, I get beat by so many. I got used to get beaten by so many guys there that had no business beating me because they had spent all spring and years of every Thursday they'd be out there just burning laps, and I never did that. So it's something to keep in mind. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um. Not a uh, not a bad uh, idea either. So, um, yeah, you really can't go wrong, Paul. If you went Forkner and McElrath, you're all star of Jay Mott or Osborne, and and go a little nutty for your fourth guy. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, you can. You pick Cody Williams. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little bit bummed that those 
the, on this call now that those two are the glaring the glaring ones but um but hey that's that's the way it is you know in relation to you know where their handicap ended in relation to their finish and where their handicap was previously but but i agree i i think looking at these guys on a wednesday here macarath and forkner on my team i'm gonna go jmart actually i could go osborne or jmart but um i for some reason think jmart can can get a win this weekend so maybe i'll go him and then um, I think I'm going to go Sean Cantrell, and, and I feel better about it after what JT said because I really agree. Glen Helen's a unique place, and if you don't ride it often, um, or I say if you ride it often, you do get better at it, and, and a lot of people really despise that place. And if you don't practice on it, I, I think you're just dreading that whole weekend and you just want to get out of there. So a guy like Cantrell, I think he's excited for the weekend. Maybe and, um, I don't know if Sean Collier is uh, yeah. still racing pro, but Collier is a guy that would come out and and do well. Uh, I th- he hasn't really done it, I think, for a couple of years. But that's an example. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, I think you Justin Heff last year. To look. Yes, Justin Heff, exactly. Dan, yep. You have you have to be a unique person to look forward to Glen Helen. I I know that I never have as a rider or mechanic. I don't think JT ever has either. So. Um, that that can a positive attitude about that place can go a long way. I remember back in the day there were some big names that didn't qualify. Oh, JT. Oh, that was well. Yeah, I didn't you, have a big name, but I've, yeah. I did not qualify there before. Yeah, yeah. I remember Phil Lawrence didn't either one year. Like you're like Phil Lawrence, what? It was back in the racing days yeah. when you had to race your way in. Yeah. And I crashed on the start of both times, but no excuses. I've crashed on the start at a lot of races and still qualified. So. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Paul, so. Paul Curry got like fifth at uh, Southwick one year, and that same year he didn't qualify at, uh, yeah. at Glen Helen. 99. 99, yeah. Yeah. R- uh, rode his bicycle to the corner store and got 40s. Bought beer. Oh, yeah. I watched him drink them, too. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, okay, 450. Well, let's go first lap leaders. Uh, for oh, Dan, you're out of this conversation. Uh, Paul or JT, two fifty class first lap leaders. Anybody you like out of you have two chances. Remember everybody to get this right. I mean, uh, I'm probably I, out. I was yeah. cursing myself. I was cursing Eli Tomac. I was cursing the state of Colorado. Yeah, I was cursing pretty much anybody with an earshot. To be honest with you. Okay. All right. So, so Paul, I think I'm out. I, I think I'm out too, man. It's just uh, I think that's something to to flirt with later in the season. I think it's a bit still too early, but let, I mean, I feel like we should weigh in and let Dan Dan tell us. Like Dan's taking him. Dan well, needs to give us his opinion. People are people are asking because uh, maybe it, it is clear, but some people don't like to read. But you get 15 points if they lead either of the motos. You can only get 15 points, and you can only lose 15 points. So if they lead both motos, you still only get 15 points. Yeah. Or if you get it wrong, both motos, you still only lose 15 points. The live updating does update during the first moto, so you would get deducted 15 points if you got it wrong. And obviously, it's a 30-point swing. So if you got it right in moto two, your score would go up 30 points. You know. So for anybody listening that was kind of confused on on that. So yeah. for me, I think uh, it's a really long start. Uh, I got to make up for Hangtown, so I got to keep going for it. Um, There's the attitude. There's the spirit. (laughs) I got to go for it. My guy. Um, I like, I like McElrath. I like McElrath here. So I'm going to go with, uh, go with McElrath. All right, everybody. Protaper.com, flyracing.com, and 100% all on board with us. You can save it at 100%. Ride100%.com. Use the code PULP18 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. The folks at Protaper, of course, supporting uh, Zach Osborne and uh, and many other guys out there. And Fly Racing, Blake Baggett. Uh, we're looking for a rebound for him uh, for Fly Racing this weekend at Glen Helen. Let's move right into 
450 picks. So a big one that uh, people like because he's a friend of Pulp. Alex Ray is a 12, making his debut for the Factory Yamaha squad, and that still seems weird to say. Um, but uh, where are you at on A-Ray, JT, out of 12? Uh, I am on my hands and knees praying to the gods of sending it mm-hmm. that he doesn't crash. Okay. That's where I'm at. Would you pick him? Uh, tentatively, yes. All right, Paul, where are you at? I think I'm out. You're out? I think I'm out. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't care. I don't, I mean, a factory bike and a factory team's great and everything, but he still has to ride the thing for an hour on Saturday, and he's yet to score a point in his life. Like, I think I'll wait. Okay. Uh, that's, that's risky. Uh, you have a point. His best finish, he told me, was 22nd in a moto ever. Um, but he doesn't do a lot of nationals, to be fair to him. Uh, Dan, where are you at with A-Ray at a 12? Oh, man. Like Paul said, an hour is a long time. That's two motos, a lot of laps, there's hills and bumps. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. He has a three-race deal, so we can at least see how this week goes and uh, and maybe pick him in Colorado. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. So be warned, everybody. Uh, All-Stars. Uh, Dan, where are you at with an all-star? Uh, this weekend, Glenn Helen, Eli Tomac uh, had a brake problem there last year. Uh, Anderson won a moto um, there. Where are you at with an all-star? I like Baggett. Uh, I know he won in Colorado, and I'm I usually the one who tries to plan a week ahead. But uh, I had Marvin at, at Hangtown. He paid off. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Baggett. He's a four. I think Baggett should be top five pretty much every weekend unless something was to go wrong. So I'm going to go Blake Baggett. But I think you could also look at Weston Pike. He's a five, and he's one of those people that is very good at Glen Helen. Uh, he's ridden there his whole life. He's from there. Mm-hmm. So I think I think there's a, if you didn't want to go Marvin or Eli and you wanted to give yourself more of a cushion, I think you could look at Baggett and Weston Pike. The post-race buzz about Baggett, JT, was he wasn't happy with his bike, so I'm going to wait a week. Uh, okay, I, I can understand that, but I wouldn't I – wouldn't, Wait a week based on that because uh, that's two years in a row where we left Hangtown and he was just like, I can't even ride it. Uh, but Hangtown does that to people. The dirt is so weird and so rock hard, and the bumps are so square edged. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's going to be the same deal. You know, I don't know how his results fare. I think he'll. I haven't picked for podium, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the bike is going to be the talk of the weekend leaving there like it was at Hangtown. Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, all-stars for me, I'll probably go Tomac. You know, uh, he could possibly burn me. There's no room for error with Eli Tomac uh, as, as your all-star. But uh, he rides pretty good there. Um, all right. Uh, as you said, Josh Grant's out. People, he might, he might be a popular pick, but he'll be out for a while. Uh, Taft went to a two. Paul, that's kind of unusable now. Uh, the depth isn't great, but a two, a little tough for Bradley Taft. Yeah, tough for sure. Um, and this this class is going to be tough. And, and I mean, typically you don't want to try to be reactive in this game. You want to try to be ahead of the curve before things change. So taps on everyone's radar now because he just went ten ten. But yeah. a lot of the values out the window. So he if he goes ten ten again, he's still getting decent points. But um, and he is one of those guys that's probably comfortable at Glen Helen, but uh, I, I'm not sure. I can. I think there's better picks. Uh, like who, Paul? Give us give us some guys that you're looking at. Um, his handicap changed 
just one, um, so just a little bit more value. But I think Kyle Cunningham is a guy I can look at. He he had a DNF mm-hmm. and then a decent moto at, at a Hangtown. I mean, he had 13th, a big, yep. big get off. Yeah. So, um, but that's a scary thing with Kyle. And and I picked Kyle at Glen Helen last year, and he burned me bad. And then Dan could, Dan picked him at Glen at uh, Colorado, and I think he got a hundred points out of him. So maybe he's good at Colorado. And and I'm still angry about Helen. that. I don't know. So <laughs> that's tricky. I'll look at him. Um, I still think there's some value left with Merriam. Um, he went down four points in his handicap. He's an eight now, but I still think there's value there because I think he rides Glen Helen very good. Um, I think Josh Moseman is somebody that could be there. I, I honestly thought he would be faster at Hangtown, and he just wasn't, but uh, he's never going to quit. Um, he's a pro taper guy, and uh, his handicap has gone up, so he's somebody I'll look at. And then also somebody who's been on the podium there before that I – Almost picked a hang down is Phil Nicoletti. I think he's a he's a, he's on my radar. Phil's a good fantasy pick a lot of times. Uh, JT, I like that Tomita guy at eleven. Been riding a Glen Helen a yeah. lot. You know, three bikes. I don't disagree. I just don't know how much value is at an eleven. That's all. He's, okay. he's good. No yep. problem. Like you want to pick him, I won't argue with you. But I'm I don't know how much upside there is at an eleven. All right, who do you like, JT? Uh. A-Ray, as I said, I think I'm going to go with him and just roll the dice. I'll probably hate myself for it, but as of right now, I think he's on my team. Um, I'm going to take a look at Leonette because I don't think he can start last again, both motos. Uh, So that should help him. I expected more from Carson Tickle last weekend, so I'm going to look hard at him, but he didn't do anything. Yeah. not good. Um, Man, after that, I'm trying to – Trying to look at some guys that aren't as obvious. Uh, Merriam could be another good pick. I wanted him to struggle a bit last weekend to make him a much better pick, but um, he may still be pickable. Master Pool still pickable. Um, so I, I think between those five or six guys I just named, I think you have my team right there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the, the the 250 guys are going to be a little bit, like we said, Forkner and McElrath are a couple of guys that you know seem like slam dunks. Got to start going higher in 450s. Um, but you know, I what? think. Uh, Go ahead, Kate Altonwright. Kate Altonwright. Sorry to cut you off. Kate Altonwright could be a good pick. He was solid both motos last week. His handicap went down, but he is a 12. And um, I mean, he, yeah, he was only a 13 15. last week, so there's still a lot of value there. Yeah, I believe there's a lot of value there. He's somebody that's rode at Glen Helen quite a bit, and you know, we keep going back to that, but it really does make a difference. Like JT said, but maybe more track than any. Any other track on the circuit besides Southwick, so um, yeah. I think Alton Wright is maybe one to look at. Chiz is solid, but you guys went from a seven to a four. Kind of tough now, huh, Dan? It's, it's still value. I mean, the scores are going to get the picks are going to get harder as the season goes on. The scores are going to average lower. But uh, Chiz, you know, he hadn't raced to four fifty in a while. We weren't sure how he was going to do outdoors. Um, but I think he got 11th, so that that was good. His handicap, you know, reflects that. But there is still value there if he was to go 10-11, something like that. There's not going to be 100-point scores this weekend, I don't believe, though. Yeah, it'll be – what's uh, what's Cody Cooper at? Where, where do I see him? Did I see him anywhere? He's not on here. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's a five. Cody Cooper's doing all the nationals, I guess. So keep an eye on him. He was – JT, he didn't get tired. He didn't. He didn't fall apart like we saw last year. Yeah, he was way better. I mean, that was what I expected last year. Just didn't didn't happen. Uh, Shear at a twelve. Do we want to go back there, Paul? You can't. But what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it's pickable. He's um, 
it's hard to say. Like with with him, in my experience, you need to see where he qualifies, and and I think he can do typically like two to four better than where he qualifies. So if he qualifies way down, then I would stay away. But um, he doesn't give up. He doesn't pull off, and that's um, that's huge, huge value, especially in outdoor motocross fantasy. So I don't know. Um. Anybody want a stank dog at 18? He has really paid off for me in the past. He's also really burned me. He's on a 252 stroke now. I'm out. You're out? Thanks. Not with them hills. I'm out. (laughs) No stank. Give me me Christian Craig to lead that lap, though. I've already clicked it so many times. I I think he's in there twice. (laughs) Christian Craig on 450s, lead a lap. Yeah, Dan, that's your move. I think I like Jeremy Martin to lead the 250. Oof. Google, Google his whole shot last year. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Didn't he do it twice, JT? Didn't he whole shot both? He, he might have. I just remember one, and it was like I was like wondering what happened. I, it was mind-boggling. A-Ray is going to be a huge, I bet, uh, pick trend. I got a feeling. Um, There's going to be so many. He's going to have more tweets directed his direction this weekend. <laughs> oh, God. The poor guy. He ain't even going to be able to focus. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, he'll have a lot of people running up to him in the pits, you know, talking to him. Yeah, he's he's maybe chicks will be by. So, um, yeah, Tomita's a guy that will. will I, yeah, eleven isn't great, JT, like you said, but he might provide some value, you know. So he should be yeah, solid. He, he's he's not a crasher. Yep, yep, typically. yep. Yeah, and he was good at hang time in the second moto. First moto, he wasn't as good. Second moto, he he was really strong. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he's on a good bike, things like that. I don't know how many he'll race if he's racing the whole series or not. So yeah, um, I think I think there's um, I think there's some good picks, but like I said, I think the there, scores will be lower. There isn't as much value. There, there isn't as much value, Dan, in four fifties as there is two fifty. Is there? Like, no. Yeah. I mean, I. Like Paul mentioned earlier, I think the All-Star is important. I think you need to get 50 points with your All-Star. I think it's uh, really important to not lose so many points like uh, Paul and myself did last week because a lot of the other picks are going to be 60 to 70. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, give me give me four, JT. Who you like? Uh, I thought I did. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I did a minute ago. Uh, all right, Dan. I have, I have four. I just clicked them. I got Baggett. Alton Wright, Merriam, and Josh Moseman. Those are my four right now. Moseman, yeah, I, I looked at him a little bit. He was pretty good last year. So, um, all right, Paul, who do you like? Four? Give us your four. Um, yeah, I'll go Tomac as my all star. Uh, Dylan Merriam, Josh Moseman, and Phil Nicoletti. Phil Nicoletti at a two. All right. Um, all right we have a. Uh, for real quick, for this weekend's first place, we're going to do an Eli Tomac jersey. So they're they're really hard to come by. Um, as anybody knows, it's tried to get one. So it's a race jersey from Eli Tomac, number three, Alpine Star jersey. If you want, if you had a bad weekend last week, or you just want to be able to pick anybody on the list, you can sign up and you can play for just this weekend to try and win the prizes. All right. Well said. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for playing. Appreciate it. It's been going well. Thanks to Marks for the uh, hard work and the live timing suite and all of that. Uh, Good job by him. Thanks to Kawasaki. Thanks to Pro Taper. Thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks to uh, Ride100percent.com. And and, uh, Dan, JT, Paul, thanks, boys. And we will reconvene uh, next week to see how we did. Thanks. All right, guys. See you. Thanks.